Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. And before we go any further, I want to thank God for the opportunity to be able to speak to you today. In fact, now I hand over this this uh, radio show to His Holy Spirit to do as He sees fit because I want to be able to help you get what you need today. Today's show is a, a great show. Uh, today, as you well know, is February 14th, 2009. And, yes, this is that Hallmark holiday, Valentine's Day. And I wanted to do something special for all my listeners today. Today's show, we're going to be talking about a, a few topics, but one topic in particular that we're going to discuss is love and love what love really is, and the title of today's show is going to be called Love Doesn't Have to Hurt. In lieu of all the things that we've been seeing in the news lately about domestic violence and relationships and things like that not lasting, I believe that it's important for us to discuss as people who who want to see our community healthy, it's important for us to discuss solutions for the disparaging numbers that we've been seeing in in the news with uh, divorce rates, uh, marriage rates, a a number of single people who are not even considering marriage anymore, and and the number of people who are in relationships that are just unhealthy. Unless you um, are just living under a rock and you're in the Himalayas somewhere, I'm, I'm pretty sure by now you've heard the issue that's been going on with uh, star singer uh, Chris Brown and his estranged girlfriend, Rihanna. And it brings to my attention that a lot of people in our country are battling domestic violence and are battling uh, abuse on some level, whether male or female. I've learned that, you know, not only are females being abused, now there's, there's males that are reporting abuse from uh, their female spouse. And today's show I want to discuss solutions. Let's let's come up with a, a way to help our help our community. We we want people healthy and we want people whole. We want people to be able to live their divine to live out their divine purpose free from, from unnecessary pain and unnecessary abuse and and I know in my myself I look at the abuse that um and things that have gone on that I, from the things I research and, and the people that I coach. And I wouldn't want some of these things to happen to my worst enemy, let alone somebody that I really care about. And I know that you guys are the same exact way. You don't want anybody that you're close to being abused or being hurt. And today we want to present solutions. So I want to present some solutions, and then I'm going to open up the the, the floor for the callers and questions from the, the blog so we can come up and, and present solutions to our people, present solutions to our community. Uh, one thing that I'm a big proponent of is that handling yourself properly. A lot of times from the people that I've coached and people I've, I've mentored that have been dealing with this uh, very topic, one of the things that I see happen a lot of times is that people will stay in a bad relationship because they feel guilty if they leave that the other person will be hurt or that the other person 
won't get what they need because they feel so wrapped up in, in making sure that this person's okay, even at the point of losing themselves and, and possibly hurting themselves. And the first thing I always tell people is you have to forgive yourself. If you've put everything you've had into this situation, into this relationship, and things aren't working out the way they should, well, you, you've tried your best, and you don't you don't have to stay involved in a situation that's not working out for you. Um, it's really important. Forgiveness is a really important piece of the puzzle for anyone who's who's trying to be successful in life, for anyone who's trying to to do anything great, for anybody who has who has tapped into their divine purpose. Forgiveness is a major key, and it's it's important to forgive oneself and understand that not you can't control the behaviors of another person. You can only be responsible and held accountable for those of yourself. Now, that doesn't give you a free license to go and hurt people. That doesn't give you a free license to to, to be mean to people or, or not to be just totally disrespectful. But it says that if you've done everything you could to be a good person, to be a, a, a upstanding person, then don't worry. Don't worry about the results. Give your best. And everything you do, always give your best, even in relationships. The second thing I would advise, and I often, as I often advise, is to affirm yourself. And when I say affirm yourself, there there are things that you can do to to do this. I actually I love reading quotes. I love reading quotes from successful people because I believe that success leaves a trail. And if somebody else is, has achieved success in this universe, well, they now stand as an example of what can happen for me. And I like to find people who you know, may have even had some similar backgrounds who may come from a similar background as myself and a person who's made it and, and successful in, a, in my career area, I might read quotes from them just to get myself, you know, that edge to say, okay, if this person can do it, God is not a respecter of persons. He'll do it for me. I often tell people to find quotes, write down powerful quotes, put them on a sheet of paper, put them on a, a, a notepad, put them on index cards and just place them all over, over your house. Put them in your bathroom. Put them in your car. Put them in your wallet. And just have them on hand so that if if and when bad things come or people come to try to discourage you or people try to, to do things that they go against what you know is, is truly you, you can you can reaffirm yourself by just looking at this quote and taking the energy from that quote and, and firing yourself back up. Another thing in along the lines of affirming yourself I often create statements of affirmation. Well, a statement of affirmation is basically a statement that says it promotes you in a very positive way. It promotes you in a positive direction. For instance, I'll give you a few examples. I often say, I'm a success magnet. And I'll repeat that often over and over and over and over again throughout the day. I'm a success magnet. I'm a success magnet. I'm a success magnet. I'm a success magnet. And what happens is that my mind is hearing that, that I'm a success magnet. So that your mind is, is so powerful that it will create just a, a, a blueprint towards whatever it is it, that you believe it can you, you can have. If I believe that I'm a success magnet, then guess what? My mind is going to create a blueprint. My mind is going to create a, a, a path to success. It, it can't fail. Another one I say a lot is I'm healthy and I am whole. I am healthy and I am whole. I am healthy and I am whole. I am healthy and I am whole. And I say that to, to reaffirm to myself that 
although I may not be completely healthy right now, I may not be completely whole, I'm in I'm feeding my mind so they can create the blueprint to get me there. And the more you say it, the more you speak it, the more power it gets. Because guess what? Faith comes by hearing. Whatever you're hearing, you're believing. And whatever you believe, you're going to create a, a, a path to get there. Your mind is just that strong. I often reaffirm that I am wealthy. I often reaffirm that I am free to be who God is called. I am free to be who God says I am. I am free to do what God says I can do. I am victorious. I, these are things that, that fire me up and they keep me going. That even when trials come, when people come and, and to discourage me or to try to distract me, I can reaffirm myself and know that I'm powerful, that God created me to be a powerhouse, and God created you to be a powerhouse. And you have to keep that in your mind. So, therefore, with somebody who, who doesn't feel exactly the same way about themselves comes to try to knock you off your perch. Well, here you go to put yourself right back in alignment. You know who you are. You know who God has created you to be. And a statement of affirmation reignite your mind to, to remember that. So to keep yourself in remembrance of who God has called you to be. Uh, also in the lines of affirming yourself, find scriptural proof to back up what you believe. See, everything that you say, you can you can back it up. If you can back it up with scripture, then you, you've already unleashed the spirit. You already unleashed spiritual power in the same direction that you're trying to go into. I think that it's very important that, you know, you keep um, yourselves away from things that would, would damage your, your opinion of self, that would damage your your mentality, that would damage anything that, that God has given you to be successful with in this in this universe. Because the truth of the matter is our lives are, are not our own. Our lives are have been created to be a solution to some problem. Everybody that you know, is a solution to some problem, whether they've accepted it or not. Right now, I'm my job is to be a motivator, to inspire people, to encourage people, to ignite people's fire. So I'm obviously a solution to people who have been, who've had trials and tribulations that may have taken their confidence, that may have, you know, left them a little bruised and hurt, which is the reason why we're having this show today. I really want everybody who's here, who hears this show, even when you hear it in the archive, that I want you to play it over again and play it over again because guess what? Something is going to help you today. Somebody's got to hear this show today. And after you've forgiven yourself and after you have affirmed yourself, the next the advice I always give is take care of yourself. What well, taking care of yourself is that Although you may be going through a battle, you don't have to look like you're in the middle of a dogfight. And this is something I, I have to take hold of myself. I have to remind myself of this daily because sometimes when stress hits me in the past, I would I would just exist, <laughs> just to be completely honest with you. And what I mean by that is I may not take may not get my hair cut as regularly. I may not you know pay as much attention to my my nails, because I keep my nails pretty manicured. I keep my nails, you know, free from dirt and free from debris so that I can always look the part that I, I say I am. But I'm human just like most, just like everyone else who hears this show. And sometimes I have to remind myself, okay, you need to calm down for a minute. You need to take care of this. You need, you need to stop. You need to do this. You need to come back to to the place you know you're supposed to be in. 
And that means for ladies, if you have to, you know, take a day off and go to the spa to get recentered, get a massage, do whatever it takes. Some people go shopping. Some people can, can you know, just go out and go running, go exercise. Whatever it is, take care of yourself because you're very important to, to the very fiber of this universe. And if you're not here, then, hey, the, the universe misses out on a, on a great piece of the puzzle. You're somebody's solution. You have to remember that. The moment you were born, you were the moment you were even conceived, you were created to solve a problem for somebody. I hear Dr. Mike Murdoch say that a lot, that everything is created to solve a problem. And your birth and your life is no different. You are definitely put on this earth to be a solution to some problem. And the last thing I always tell people is love yourself. Love yourself. So after you've forgiven yourself and after you've, you you consistently affirm yourself, and as you're taking care of yourself, love yourself. Loving yourself doesn't mean being vain. It doesn't mean being narcissistic. It means taking the very essence of who you are because we're all spirit in a, in a fleshly body. And our spirit is made from love. Love is actually t- doing the, 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 those three things I mentioned before. Forgiving yourself, affirming yourself, taking care of yourself. It's also being forgi- forgiving other people and loosening yourself from, from anything that would, that would be destructive or anything that would hold you back. Love is very important to everything you do. And if, if love is missing in anything that you're doing then what you're doing is pointless. And I'll repeat that again. If love is missing from anything that you are doing, then what you're doing is pointless. And that goes for anybody in, in relationship with you. If, if love is absent for any, from anything that they're doing towards you, then it's pointless. At that point, you don't have a relationship because the relationship, relationships are built on love. You, you love somebody so much that you, you, you want to help them and you want to see them succeed. And those are things that, that you have to keep in your forefront of your mind. Last week I started a um, a segment, and I call it Presidential Wisdom, where I find a quote from President Barack Obama, and I and I, I use that quote as the basis of, of who we're going to talk about for the show. And today's Presidential Wisdom is, change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time, we are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change we seek. I'll repeat that. Change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. And this is from President Barack Obama. In anything that we do, people, change is inevitable. Change is always inevitable. We can't run from it. As long as we live, as long as we are on this earth, we're going to have to deal with change. And one thing I I will definitely say is that be open to change. Be open to, to be an agent of change. 
See, some of the things that are going wrong in the world that you see that irritate you, just like I said before, you're a solution for them. You're a solution. You're an agent of change. Like I said today, I, I personally don't like to see people getting hurt, especially people I love and care about. I don't want to see anything bad happening to people. I don't. A lot of things I see happening in this world, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. And I have people that I I don't like, but I don't wish I don't wish evil on them. And and I I I vow today to you to be an agent of change. That whatever it is I've been called here to do, whatever it is that you need, if I can help you, I'm going to help you. And I I, I thank you for just this opportunity because this is. A great, great, great opportunity for everyone. Um, these these shows are really, for me. This is like I said. This is me living my dream here because I don't have any clue of how I could could do this stuff if it wasn't for for God, you know, giving me the, the unction to do it. But I know now that somebody's gonna hear this show, and they're gonna be just releasing to their destiny, and I'm excited about it. So be the change that you wish to see in the world. Now, as we go forward, I want to present to you um, a really special young man. Uh, he's a dynamic young man. He's an author of a, of a new book called Ugly Beauty, which is in stores on, starting on May 1st, excuse me, March 1st, I believe. Uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, without further ado, without further ado, I want to introduce to you Clark R. Scott. Hello, how are you? How are you doing, Mr. Scott? I'm doing fine. Always good. Yes, sir. I, we love hearing that, uh, and we want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's, it's a pleasure. So I hear that you are a uh, a published author now, sir? Yes, I am. The uh, name of my book is Ugly Beauty, dot, okay. dot, dot. LOL, and um, just like a text message almost. Okay. But instead of uh, LOL standing for laugh out loud or lots of laughs, it stands for life cycle of love. Oh, wow. Okay. So what's the inspiration behind Ugly Beauty? Inspiration behind Ugly Beauty is um, uh, along my life I've been able to talk to many people from uh, optimist to pessimist to uh, just your average everyday person, a lot of my buddies. But anytime we talk about love, it usually goes along the same path, which is it sparks up and it has so much hope. Um, things blossom, then they start to get confusing. Okay. After that, they unravel and they usually crash and burn. And um, just think about the Institute of Marriage in uh, America, yeah. you know, so many people getting divorced. Uh, it's just our concepts of love are so skewed. Um, it's we have a um, as uh, my fiance would say a uh, oh yeah. By the way, I uh, proposed to my girlfriend today. We just left a photo session and congratulations, sir. Days. Thank you, sir. Thank before you. before you go any further, I want to I want to say that I am honored that you shared that with us first. If not first, one of the, one of the first people to, to, for us to know that 
you know, and I'm, I'm praying for your success in that situation because I know that, you know, she's got to be a special young lady if you oh, if man. you chose her. And I know that she's got to be a special young lady to choose you too. Oh, man, just uh, waiting, waiting <laughs> to uh, be in the right position, um, waiting to get myself in the right position so God can send me somebody that yes, is uh, also in that position is, uh, I will say, the most beautiful thing ever. Okay. Well, like I said, um, I, I'm praying for you guys to have a, a lifetime of success and happiness and joy. Thank you, sir. Um, oh, I, I heard you say something. The uh, book is actually available on uh, createspace.com okay. and amazon.com right now. Okay. Um, it will be in uh, Borders and Barnes & Noble uh, approximately March 1st. And um, I'll be doing the, an event in Michigan, um, in Borders. You can look for that around mid-March. Okay. And w so if I, as I pick this book up, give me uh, some examples of, of what I would see when I pick it up. What, what, you know, I'm just a first-time reader. I just walked past the, your book on the shelf, and I picked it up because I actually, you know, if if you see this book, the, once you see this book, the cover is, is very dynamic as well. The cover will make you want to read it. But now after I see it, and you know, now you got my attention with the cover. What do I expect to see when I open the cover up? Well, from jump, we wanted. Uh, I, I really love artists, and that mm -hmm. includes uh, visual artists, performance artists, uh, writers. Um, I just love artists. I love letting them have their free reign. You know, when working with them. Mm -hmm. um, I, I worked with a young man named. Uh, uh, we always call him O, uh, Obaru, um, from, uh, I went to school with him, went to U of M with him. Okay. We wanted every piece in his book to be a message and a hidden message. Okay. Um, uh, as, I'm just going to touch on where I came from. Okay. As blacks, as a inner city black male, I mean, we were taught to look up to, uh, not entrepreneurs in a, uh, traditional sense, but to, music and sports stars. Right. You know, we saw it as our, uh, I guess you could say, our quick uh, our quick route to get out of any mess, which we know right now that's, uh, that's, that's not even realistic. Right. But um, we would look at uh, a lot of the artists now, like a lot of rap artists, hip-hop artists, and the, uh, like the real intricate ones. I'm not, I'm, I'm talking the, the ones who are uh, masters. Yes. of their uh, craft, and I, I just love how intricate their rhymes are where you would listen to something, you could come back later, and you could find uh, entirely different meaning and story in the same thing that you heard and understood one type of way. Right. It's just like with the great writers. So we wanted everything from the visual art to the poetry inside of the book okay. to be just that way, where you would have to literally... You will read it, understand it fully, and then you will come back and find an entirely different meaning, and both will be correct. Okay. So when you look at the cover, you see a uh, a woman um, kind of provocatively uh, unclothed. <laughs> I would say clothed, right. but not at all. And uh, her face is turned. Right. And then you see uh, faces, all these cute monster-like faces. Um, some look surprised, some look confused, some look happy. Some just are in awe. Um, the woman 
uh, or the female figure in this picture actually uh, is uh, signifies love. Okay. And it it signifies our understanding of love. Uh, even when we have love completely stripped down of what we think covers it up, and we still don't see the face of it. Right. We still see it in part. And the people in the background are actually us. Uh, just us and our different versions. Wow. And when you actually flip the book over, the uh, back cover, uh, you know, once you get the book, you'll see what I mean. You'll realize that you are the monsters that are viewing other beauty, and you always knew what she looked like, even if you didn't know. Wow. And it's a... Uh, it's basically the same. It's the reverse shot of what you see on the front cover. Okay. But, of course, in this shot, you get to see the face that you didn't see before. So I'm going to signify after you go through love, you get to see what it really looks like or what we call love. Oh. So I pose a question after you read the book. On the back cover, I pose a question. What do you see? Wow. So... Somebody that's just cover. That's just a cover. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, that, that's just a cover. So, what is the meat of the other book? When when people oh, read through the man. poetry and the, the prose, what, what do they get? What, they, what is your idea? What did you want them to take from that? Oh man, um, well, what I did was, uh, you know, these writings are all fictional. Fictional, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you learn as when you're uh, about to put your art out there, yeah, do it legally, do it yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Everything in this book is fictional. This man speaks truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, with saying that, um, I took a um, the concept is I took a decade. Um, of a person's life. This is uh, uh, from a perspective of a male, but not okay. just a regular male, uh, a very introspective male. I took from age 18 to 28. Okay. So uh, from the infantile relationships all the way to the ending when he found his path. Uh, just like everyone else, he's used to seeing love spark up, blossom, uh, get confusing, detangle, and finally crash and burn, and then you reminisce. Instead of having that, he was tired of that that path. Okay. So what it was, he he rewound time. Hmm. So the book starts from the reminiscing of love's past, from bad to good. Um, the first chapter is actually called. The resurrection. Okay. And um, it's after after love has died, um, kind of like what you see, what you see after, um, what you think about, like when they say life flashed before your eyes. I mean, before your eyes. Yes, sir. That's what it's about. The uh, second chapter is called the fall. Okay. It's uh, all writings dedicated to the crash and the burn of love. Um. So we're rewinding time. We're starting from the reflections. We're going to the crash and burn. Then we have uh, chapter three is the decomposition of love. Okay. This is when love untangles, starts to rot, and is going down to the crash and burn. Okay. Uh, the next chapter I actually dedicated to those 
relationships that might not have really been relationships. Um, the temporary relationships. So you didn't even define as relationships and I call that uh chapter Temporary Lover. Okay. And the uh the next chapter is Genesis. Genesis is just as it sounds, the birth of love. The birth. So what I did was I took all the writings, separated them into um, what what they covered, and I rebirthed love. Um, I looked love as uh, the story about Lazarus in the Bible. Okay. And uh, uh, one thing about one thing about Jesus that I, I noticed anytime he prayed, he did he never really asked for anything. Right. He just thanked God for it, and then kept walking, and then walked in faith. So when I started this process. I wanted to rebirth the concept and the notions of what is love, okay. what is real love and true love. And um, I did that by turning everything on its head and rewinding. Wow. So when I started out, the introduction is a a ceremony almost. I see love laying down dead and... Um, I'm, I'm telling them to get up, remove your clothes, and walk. Wow. I mean, remove your bandages and walk. So wow. it's a ceremony to rebirth love, and then we start on the process. And then, uh, just like all great stories, it uh, it ends with a happy ending. Okay. So. Yeah, so you will you will find yourself in this book. I and, I and just by you saying that, I, I I could actually feel that. You know, there's a, I've gone through a lot of those different trials that you <laughs> you mentioned in those titles, for those chapters. So I understand it per, firsthand. Um, for for somebody out there listening now, who may be experiencing, you know, what they think love is, but they really haven't gotten to that resurrection part yet. They, they're still in a place where they may not really be, you know, they might be with they're probably with that temporary person. How do they get from that that temporary to get into a place where they can actually receive what really is theirs? Uh, gentlemen, um, gentlemen, I met. I uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I own a uh, business, and uh, the gentleman I met along my uh, networking, uh, same gentleman, very spirit filled. Uh, he was talking about how he met his wife. Okay. And uh, he said one revelation that he got was um, God cannot bring Mr. and Mrs. Right to you until you stop spending time with Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. You need to repeat that. You need to repeat that. God cannot bring Mr. or Mrs. Right to you while you're still spending time with Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. So uh, how bad it hurts, your best bet is to... Stop being comfortable. Cut off what you know is not right. Wow. And get yourself in position um, for God to bless you. And uh, getting yourself in, but God wants to give you everything that you desire, but he's not going to give you something that will destroy you. Now, now listeners, he, this man is giving you something. Uh, I told you he was dynamic. He's giving you fact. He's giving you truth. This is something that you need to really hear. And this, it goes along with the topic today. If you're in a situation where you're not getting the love you desire, the love you deserve, the respect you deserve, 
think about where you are. Think about that God has his absolute best for you and that he wouldn't he wouldn't give you second rate. And he wouldn't give you less than, than, than what you deserve because he loves you. He loves you and he wants you to be he wants you to, to experience true love. He wants you to experience true happiness and true joy. So listen to what Clark is telling you now. This this is absolute truth. If uh, we all talk about we want love and money and and wealth and things, but if we had 99% of the things we asked for, we would destroy ourselves. Yes, sir. That's true. Um, if we had the person that we were supposed to be with, but we weren't ready, think about how <laughs> bad we would not only tarnish that relationship, but how we would change that person's perspective on love. Right. Because of the hell we would put them through. Right. So uh, God is just waiting for us all the time. He's a, you think you're ready, but you're really not. He's waiting for you to get the wisdom or to ask for the wisdom and get yourself shaken free from everything that you have um, dragging on you. So cut it off. I know it's going to be scary, and I know it's real comfortable to have somebody there, but cut it off because uh, the person God has for you is so much better than somebody. <laughs> well, you know? Clark, you're on fire today, man. These people, these people are going to hear this archive and they're going to be ignited into their destiny, and, and especially in the relationship arena because so many people, you know, one reason I, I actually had been researching a lot of stats and figures and I was going to present them today. I actually was on a show earlier in the week with uh, DM Arena, uh, Media Candy, and... Um, I, they, they had presented some, some, some data about the marriages in America. And, and a lot of the, what you hard, was hard to believe is that a lot of marriages in the church, it's more marriages failing in the church than they are in the secular world. I would believe it. And, and it comes down to this very thing, which you're saying. Pe- some people, they just, wanna, they just want somebody. They don't want yeah. to be alone. And I can, I can be honest with you and I can be transparent with you. Sometimes in my past, I've suffered from that same thing myself. And I, would, I have you know, too. Allowed a bad situation to get worse because I didn't want. Well, at least I got something. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of people in abusive situations now because at least they got something. At least they got somebody. You know, scared to let go because they don't know what lies out there waiting for them. But guess what? If you're getting abused right now, if you're in a situation right now where you're you're not being treated with that respect that God would have you treated with, then guess what? You're you're not experiencing love. No, you're not. You're you're experiencing love. You're experiencing that thing that you think is uh, love or relationship. And uh, that what you just said that, uh, well, at least I got, uh, (laughs) me and a a close friend of mine, I've known him since I was five years old, we laugh all the time. We just came up with this uh, about a month ago. We call it the mind mind is well factor. (laughs) It's uh, when you're you're looking up and you're like, oh, might as well do it. I ain't got nothing else you know I'm doing. And uh, mine as well have gotten many people caught up, yep. uh, hurt, injured, or even killed. You know, yep. oh, mine as well do it. I ain't doing nothing else. And um, that's that's what you can call it. I don't care what level of spirituality you're at. I'm not a, a holy roller. Uh, you know, I'm not running around with snakes in my hand. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not one of these guys. I'm a logical, spiritual person who's in love with his God. Right. And uh I can truly say I can truly say, man, it's uh 
it's all faith. It's all um, believing and getting yourself in position. And it's all uh, how you ask, what you say, right? what you believe in. That's all it's about. Everything in this life. And I think that just, you know, just expound on that. It's how you ask is what you ask. A lot of times we ask for, for God to give us something. We ask him for, you know, insight on it. And then when we get it, we may not like how it's packaged. We may not like how it looks. We may not like, you know, well, I, I was expecting it to look like this. Oh, now, yeah. There's some, there's some things that, you know, you have to be really specific on. But there's some things that the blessing is just so great that you just have to be able to discern it and, and know that oh, this, yeah. is, this is your blessing. And yeah. I think, you know, a lot of times we've get we we've been conditioned to, to accept things because well she's cute or you know for girls he's 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 attractive he got a six pack and he, you know he he you know oh, whatever it is man. you may like he may be everything you may like but then oh. you gotta also understand that the enemy also knows that you like too and he'll send oh, the, I, the, the I got uh, I was I was first. here with a with a big revelation on that uh, recently please share uh, um. The revelation is uh, the um, the enemy, the devil, evil, however you want to signify it, uh, is not all seeing, all knowing, right? Where at all times, right? But have you ever met a person in your life that just knew people, just was good with figuring people out? Yes. Now imagine if that person had thousands and thousands and thousands of years on this earth. Imagine how much better that person would be at the uh, at that skill. Right. Well, that's what you have, listening to your every word, watching you through other people, and affecting you through everything you can. So he's watching you. He's listening to what you say that you want. He knows what you want because he knows people. And we're all pretty much cut from, you know, a, a standard set of cloths. We might have a little thing that we do different than somebody else, but there's a lot of people who are a lot like you. So... He can package up something real good for you. Matter of fact, if you want to see how he moves, start really saying that you want something or believe in something and watch some of the things that are offered to you. They're like almost consolation gifts to what God really has for you. And they will look good, but if you really look into them, it's not going to be what it's all all is cracked up to be. And um, Clark, we got a... Um a question in the chat room. Uh, let's talk a moment about a person who's lost love and and the ability to bounce back and regain the desire to love again. Yeah. Um, there are many people out there who, who have given up on love. That's the reason why some you see a lot of people who are still single today because they, oh, yeah. they've experienced such heartache in, in, in their relationship that they just, you know, Hey, whatever, you know, I can right. I can do bad all by myself. You hear people say that a lot. Yeah. But what would you say to a person who's, you know, they, the person they thought they were going to be with forever is not the person that they thought it was going to be. If person this person walked out on them, left them, they, they're hurt, and they really want to they really want to be loved. They want to be able to pour their love out into somebody, but they've been hurt so bad. How do you, how does how would you say that that person can bounce back and get that desire, you know, back to love like like they normally would? Well, uh, 
love is love is so many things in this world. And I'm not I'm not gonna speak on ideals. Okay. I'm gonna speak on actual things because uh, I was just at a funeral where uh, I had to get up and walk out after a while because everyone who got up just talked about ideals, you know. Right. And ideals don't comfort. Right. Ideals are something you stick to when you make a plan to you know get get your plan in uh in a certain direction. Uh, realistically. When somebody leaves you, betrays your trust, or you have a misconcept about love, it does break you. Right. It, it it hurts you, it shatters you, it gives you all this mistrust. Man, it's <laughs> it's, it's hard on you. I'm I'm a I consider myself a lover. Right. So I've I've been through it many of many of times where I thought a relationship was one thing and it wasn't. And you know you you have to pull back, but but what I can say, it is all faith. It's okay. all faith. Do you really believe God could have someone for you? They may not be what you think perfect is, but soon and soon you will see that this person is the perfect balance for you. Right. It's like the person who says, uh, it's like the the woman who says, oh, I want a good guy. And the realistic, uh, the the uh, real part of it is, if you had a quote good guy, you would run all over. Right. And what you might really need is a polite guy who is raised with manners, who also knows how to be firm and say no and stand up to it and have his own plan. Yes. You know, but we don't know what our balance is, and so what we do is we make plans. Oh God, I'm uh this is what I want. This is what'd be good for me. Just like we think at sixteen years old we you know, we should get a Ferrari. Or right. <laughs> and if you only knew that you would kill yourself a hundred times over, you know, uh in one, you wouldn't ask for that. Right. Oh, I wanna I want a person with this, I want a person with that. Uh I'm that. Why why can't I get it? 'Cause if you if it was two of you together, y'all would kill each other. <laughs> you know, it's it's so many things that we swear we know. Right. You know, my my actual fiance is my girlfriend from fourth grade. Wow. Um, I we joked the other night and said we met the first time just so we would be familiar with each other, just to come back around to here. Wow. You know, and it's it was funny because certain things I did say to the Lord I wanted. You know. Uh-huh. I wanted to be familiar with somebody. I wanted to be comfortable with their past, their upbringing, um, but I want them to be the balance of whatever God knew I needed. And uh, she wanted to sing. Now, like I said, we met in fourth grade and haven't really talked, you know, since then. Wow. But uh, God has a way of bringing things around full circle and making them... uh, um, the real definition of perfect, not what we thought perfect was. Just like you talked about uh, perfection and excellence yes. in your show, um, our definition of perfect is so skewed. <laughs> uh, perfect is a balance. Right. Perfect is a, a a focus. You know, perfect just might trip and fall and scrape his knee, but it's going to continue to get up and walk and perfect his walk, and that's uh, that's excellent. I think you hit it right on the head there. Um, I know, like I said, my 
just using my own self in this this equation. You know, many times I've made mistakes. And let's just be honest. If a, if there's an issue with a relationship of any kind, whether it be a, a boyfriend girlfriend relationship, husband wife, best friends, and something goes wrong in that relationship, there's usually two people or the two people who are involved in it. There's equal, not so much equal amount, but somebody, both parties did something that that affected that relationship, that, oh, that yeah. may have caused that, precipitated that. That that breakup. So yeah. what do you? You're coaching somebody now, and what what do you advise them? Okay, I made some mistakes. This person made some mistakes, and we we both come to the agreement that this this just this can't work. What do you do? I mean, what 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 do you advise them to? How do you move forward? How do you just say, okay, it's time for me to to move forward. I made some mistakes, but you know how do I how do I get back on the path? You know, like I said earlier, I know I talked about forgiveness. After you forgive yourself, what do you do? What's next? Well, that's a major thing. It's uh, how can you really accurately love somebody if you really don't have that love for yourself? Right. Um, and I don't mean, like you said, I don't mean in the arrogance or a, uh, you know, a big ego because that's actually all false. Right. It's actually just the opposite. You actually see yourself as very flawed, um, and you you put on this super ego of you're perfect or you can't do anything wrong. And it's really your fear of just messing up over and over again and, and not being perfect. Right. And really is putting that on. Uh, um, what you need to do is first forgive yourself. That's your first act of love. Right. Um, that's the, also the hardest thing to do because we can forgive everybody. We can forgive somebody who came and shot our dog and smacked our mama. Right. You know, before we can forget ourselves sometimes, you know. Right. So... We have to forgive ourselves. That's the first act of love, and after that, just start just start looking at yourself. Uh, I actually went through a lot of process, uh, a lot of different processes, and uh, this evolution of where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I had to go through the low self-esteem process, the I'm just as good as everybody else process, all of that. I mean, it. I'm literal. I'm a literal person. Right. I literally collected my pictures from birth until uh, the time of my life, which was uh, mid-20s, and put them in a line. Okay. And I realized that I looked and was the same, personality-wise, I just matured. But I looked exactly the same. Right. And I wonder why all throughout my life the world has treated me different. The world is very fickle and will change its opinion of you at any time. Yes, sir. You have to have a definite concrete idea of who you are, what you are, and how special you are. And that way, when the world changes uh, its opinion on you, you don't change your opinion on yourself. Right. So you have to love yourself. You have to, one, deprogram yourself. Turn off the TV. Turn off the TV. Uh, Put down the magazine. Um, Then you have to start feeding yourself what you want to be. you watch, you sit down and watch TV, and that programs you how they want you program. When I say they, general public, whoever controls television media, you have to program yourself. Things that you want to become, ways that you want to be, pick up a book, read it, uh, take a class. Whatever you have to do to program yourself, program yourself daily to get yourself in position. Um, that's, that's, that's first and foremost. Realize who you are. Love yourself, 
by only feeding yourself good things. Treat yourself like you were your own child, you know? Wow. And all of that, I mean, I didn't even touch on the faith factor and telling God that I'm I'm not making plans for myself. I fully let you have direction in my life. Whatever you want from me, give it to me, put me in the right position, cut off things that don't need to be in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everything you want from me, just... just Put it in front of me. Make it so undeniable that I can't even mess it up. You know? And that way, <laughs> by doing the action from the outside and doing the internal action at the same time, I believe you can result, You can achieve that result that much faster. It's like trying to change a building, an entire building, and the makeup of it. Hello? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I just had a message. Um, it's like trying to change the entire building by uh, by uh, changing the bricks on the outside, right? Or by painting the walls on the inside. When you got to start from the inside and the outside, and uh, and that's the that's the full that's the best way and the fastest way to change anything. And I, I want to remind you, you know, people um, who are listening, and, and anyone who hears this this podcast I want to I want to reiterate this quote from uh, President Barack Obama change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time we are the ones we've been waiting for we are the change that we seek change like Clark just said is inside it's got to be it's got to be from the inside out I could ch- I could cut my hair right now I could put on some new shoes and put on a, sw- a sweet suit and I can look change on the outside but the thing about it is it's the inner man that, that really counts. And I urge anybody who's listening now, any, even in the chat rooms, like I said, anybody who listens to this podcast, you know, do a self-evaluation. How Do you really love yourself? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Are you Do you see somebody that, that you're proud to be, that you're proud to be, you know, in communication with? Are you proud to, to see what you take this person that you see in the mirror home to meet your mother? You know, you ask, you know, simple questions like that, they they may seem silly, but you think about it. You interview people to be in your life. Why not interview yourself? Why don't, why don't you find out what you're really thinking about you? You're the most important piece because if if you have a skewed view of who you are, you will accept anything because you don't know what yeah. you don't know what to accept. So Clark, what do you what do you think about basically um you know, you, you get gave the analogy about the building. There's a person now who's, let's just say that they've, you know, they've loved, they've lost, they've rebounded, they tried, lost again, got back up, and now they're, now they're back up and they're headed back in the right direction. What do you do to keep them motivated, to keep going in the right direction, to keep their faith strong and to, to wait and totally believe God for what it is that God has for them? Well, let me let me tell you something real funny. Uh Going through all what you said, which is something we all go through, at this point, you might be depressed. <laughs> uh, uh, first thing, uh, you might say, no, nah, I don't, depression, no. Uh, no, but uh, one thing you want to do is take a look at your environment. Take a look at where you sleep, where you lay your head down. And I'm not talking about what neighborhood you're in. Right. I'm talking about how it looks, your environment. Um, do you always keep your windows closed in your house, your bedroom windows? Uh, think cluttered, messy. Uh, 
Is it dark? Is it gloomy? Right. That's a reflection of how you are right now. Um, start from the outside. Take pride in how you look. Open up your windows when you wake up. Uh, don't sleep all day. Um, get up, get moving. Uh, that's from the outside. From the inside, like I said, start pumping yourself with things that you want to come out of you. Right. Start programming yourself. Um, God is not going to attract something to you that you are not like. How you expect to be a, a stick in the mud, uh, like uh, Eeyore on uh, Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> and you expect to get this cheerful person who, I just want somebody who does this and this for me, and, and you're sitting there. And I'm not talking about putting on a new coat or a new mask right. and saying, oh, I'm this person just so I can get somebody. No. No, I'm talking about actually improving yourself. Well, actually, let me not say it because people are, I am who I am. How am I going to change myself? I'm not speaking of changing yourself. I'm speaking of unlocking who you truly are and not what you've just been programmed to be. Wow. That, so. that's, that's, that's deep. That's deep on a whole other level. <laughs> that's on a whole other level. Unlocking who you really are. There's a lot of people out there who they've been waiting for somebody to come by with the key to unlock their destiny. And guess what? There are people, like I feel like I'm designed to be one of those people. I'm like the master key sometimes. I, I feel like I can come and light people on fire and get them going in the right direction. But motivation comes from the outside. Oh, yeah. Inspiration comes from the inside. You have to be inspired to do what it is you've been called to do. You have to, yeah. and, and that and that comes from you seeking God yourself. That comes from you seeking what is it that's going to keep me in the, going down the right path. What is it that I need to do to make sure that the things that I, that I want to accomplish, like being in love, you know, in a, in a healthy relationship, a healthy relationship, not just oh, holding yeah. on a, to a piece of relationship. My mother has oh, this, yeah. uh, this terminology. You know, you need to keep you a piece of job. Well, a piece of job don't re really give you no peace. <laughs> a piece nah. of relationship is the exact same way. You need a whole relationship. You need to be whole with somebody who's who's whole also. Oh yeah. So Clark, you know we got a few minutes. We're going to start winding down. But is there any are there any last thoughts that you want to share with the people? Um, I know that I've been enlightened myself just listening to you. But what was some some closing thoughts for the people? You have anything? Oh yeah, um, a couple things. Uh, Wise people listen to wise people. Wow. Um, the, the quote that you have from Barack Obama, it uh, reminds me of a quote I read some years ago that really inspired me and got me to where I am. It was from Gandhi. Okay. And uh, Gandhi said, um, become the change you seek. Right. So it's a, the full quote, I believe, is become the change you seek in the world. Yes. yes. So whatever you think, your perfect world will become or is, be that. Um, everything that you see, everything that you uh, that you touch in this life is an extension of you. Meaning right. it has to come out of you first. Right. Um, there are going to be outside factors that come your way and um, uh, I guess you can say you're exposed to in your life, but everything in the end is from you. Right. You're where you are. You're in that position because your legs carried you there. Your attitude carried you there. Your personality carried you there. So just start being very mindful about what you say, what you let come out your mouth, 
because your your words and your faith create your, I mean, it creates your entire life, everything about it. And if you think I'm lying, start every time you catch yourself saying something negative. I don't care if it's, uh, it's probably going to be a traffic jam. Right. Start, when you find yourself saying that, take that back. God, I'm, I'm sorry I even said that. It's not going to be a traffic jam. It's going to be excellent traffic. I don't care if you run into a traffic jam because you probably got it. You probably got your life so backed up. You're sitting on about uh, uh, five, ten years of a uh, of a uh, bad building, bad bricks. Wow. You know. So you have to start unclogging your thinking and uh, speaking the things that you want, uh, and just position yourself. Uh, verse says, uh, "Life and death is in the tongue." Yes, sir. You know, Proverbs and, eighteen uh, and twenty-one. That's what I'm talking about. That's right there. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need some of your wise people listen to wise people. You know, you have to be able to put a uh, a, a reference point to uh, those words. And uh, I'm gonna tell you, I bet my life on it. If I'm lying, uh, may God take me right now. Uh, that is the truest statement I have ever heard. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You can literally create your entire world from what you say and what you believe. Wow. Everything. Well, people, people, this is this has been a, a like I, I didn't I didn't I don't think I disappointed you. I think I gave you a I presented to you a dynamic person with a dynamic viewpoint and with a dynamic product. The book Ugly Beauty. Clark, where can we find that book at again? Um, if you go on Amazon.com, you can search for my name, Clark Scott, or you can look for Ugly or Beauty or Ugly-Beauty. Um, the full title of the book is Ugly Beauty dot 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 LOL. Okay. And it's uh, LOL stands for Life Cycle of Love. But it's on Amazon.com. It's on uh, CreateSpace.com. And... Um, Oh, MySpace, uh, backslash C Bobby Run, and that's C as in the letter C, Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y, Run, R-U-N, all together. Uh, so MySpace.com, backslash C Bobby Run, if you want, uh, if you want any, uh, you know, more details. Well, people, we, uh, Clark, first and foremost, I thank you for coming out today, and I, you know, we we will definitely be buying this book in droves because this is this is quality quality stuff here. I want to leave you everybody with this one thing that uh, Clark touched on many times, and it's one of my from my group of success maxims. It's maxim number four: success is an environment or an atmosphere created by habit. The habits that you have right now are creating the the lifestyle that you have. If you want to be successful, do what successful people do and make it a habit. I pray that everybody who has heard this show today has had a great time and that this show has been something that you needed to hear and something that's going to unleash you to, to do things um, in a better way. This has been Miles W. Miller, creating a championship center of living. And remember, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Have a great day. <laughs>